I'm so happy for these guys. You know what? They put a stamp on it. They put a stamp on it. The closest game we had was against them, 28 points. We, you know, we beat them 34 this time. Our closest game all year was 28 points. This is historic. I, I've never been a part of something this special before. The way they practice, they never look ahead. They always just focus on one game at a time. And that mentality has, has driven them all year long to be back here where we lost it and to win it again or to win it for the first time. Uh, you know, I give these guys all the credit in the world. They showed up, they came to practice, they played. No, absolutely not. No, I, I don't think, uh, you know, I said this the other day, I don't think no matter how good any of those teams were in the past around the state of Connecticut, if you could, if you ask the coach, hey, do you think you'll win every game by the margin that you're winning it by? Any coach who's a good coach is like, nope. Uh, honestly, I, I didn't expect this at all. I, I mean, this is just, again, I'm just very impressed by this team. You, you know, it, it, that, it was our expectation to get back here. I mean, you know, we played an extremely difficult league, uh, and, and we wanted to get back here. Uh, we went back to back. Uh, you know, this is hard to do. You know, it, it, everybody thinks it's easy, but uh, to, to qualify for the class and to get there and to actually win it and win it back to back and, and uh, there's a target on your back all the time, that's really hard to do. And it's a kind of a, a relief in a sense, but, uh, you know, I'm happy for the kids and at the same time, you know, I'm sad because we're going to lose a lot of great players and a lot of great kids. Uh, we had to grind. You know, we had to get punched in our face uh, earlier. You know, um, Berlin gave us, you know, a little taste of our own medicine and I think it helped us to be here. Good evening and welcome everybody to the final episode of the Game Time CT High School Football Podcast. Sean? Pete, you got a message there. <clears throat> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, but Sean, we made it. Yeah. Uh, we sat in this room in August talking about how excited we were for, for the high school football season and it's over. I mean, I am actually really sad i am frodo on mount doom right now with the world collapsing around me <laughs> it's over i'm sad it's done i'm not gonna lie last week after the luncheon we had all that all the preview stuff to get done i was sitting there i was like god i i, I can't wait for this all to be over Ugh. and now i when i left veterans uh veterans park uh veteran veterans stadium at willowbrook in new britain Saturday night, I was I was sad that that was it. I mean, you know, I love, you know, we love our jobs. I love covering high school sports. I don't think there's anything better than a Friday night on the sidelines. No. This is it. High school football Friday nights are it. I mean, that's it's it just it brings out the best in in a community and in and sports and all that good stuff, and and it's just there's just nothing. I mean, yeah, you, a close second, I guess, would be the the packed gym. Um, you know, I think that would be the second close. But I, I think when it comes to just high school sports, I mean, yeah, it starts and it ends with high school football. Nothing, it, nothing comes close. It does. Um, you know, this weekend we had four four state champions, four new state champions crowned by class, at least. Uh, Greenwich took care of New Canaan in double L thirty four nothing. Han dominated Maloney from five seconds in and on, uh, <laughs> fifty four to fourteen. <laughs> that cost him. Um, <laughs> Class M St. Joe's bro- set the state record for with seventy points in the championship in a seventeen seventy to eighteen win over Berlin, mm. and Bloomfield 
beat HK 25-7 to in the closest game of the state championships. Yeah. Um, those are the four coaches. At the beginning, it was John Marinelli from Greenwich, Dave Mastriani from Hand, uh, Joe Delavecchia. Delavecchia. That's I was going to say Delavecchia. I don't know why. Uh, from St. Joe's and Ty Outlaw from Bloomfield, all talking about their teams winning championships. Look, at the beginning of the year, if you said these are going to be the four state champions, I don't think anyone would have. I think that they all would have made sense. I think we all said the, these were going to be the state champions. Well, we said these were going to be the state finalists. We 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 did pick New Canaan in, in uh, right yeah, in double right, L. Right, right. But I'm just saying, it's like these are all programs that we expected. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. The two surprises of the eight finalists for me were HK and Maloney. Yeah. Um, you know, HK an unbelievable run, uh, literally because they just run the ball. Yeah. Uh, and Maloney, <laughs> you know, m- look, no one in L wanted to play hand this year. No. Uh, Maloney just. They got the furthest, and they played well, and they deserved to be there, and they just ran into what is an absolute powerhouse of a team. And we were talking Saturday night. It's it's Greenwich, it's Hand, and then it's everybody else. Yeah. And you're you know you're playing catch up to two amazing, storied programs with two really good, very young coaches, who yeah. who the teams are just unbelievable, and they've been unbelievable the past two years. I think they've both lost one game in the past two years. Yeah. Which is incredible. I mean, and, and Dave Mastriano only lost one game as a head coach so far. Yeah, that's like Tom Brockett esque. Well, Dave, Dave, Dave joked about retiring. I was like, "What are you going to do now?" And he's like, "I retire." Yeah. And I was like, "God, all- I hope you're joking because I did not take you seriously." The all-time winningest coach by winning percentage in history. <laughs> Just an unbelievable. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the games um, a little more because we were actually at two of them each. Yeah. Um, which Actually, was kind of nice. Even though I had two sites, that you got to hang out and relax at two sites. At one site, I got to I had to make the trek yes. from Stanford all the Relaxing. way. Relaxing. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. That's you exactly post- it. I yeah. relaxed. You were posting videos, um, <laughs> in responding to uh, 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 tweets all day, especially Jack Feta. Yeah, shout Jack out Fita. to Jack Feta. He's he's my boy. He's <laughs> my favorite player in the state. I was like, that was hysterical. Like I, all I did was. <laughs> Just I, I was trying to download something and I put my phone up just to like oh they're gonna do a dance and everything and then all of a sudden I got this nudge in my in my stomach and and it was Jack and he's like Pete Pete <laughs> shout out Pete that's great I love it and I'm like well he's gonna love that oh absolutely um but let's just we'll run down it quick you know Bloomfield one class S HK you know Kaijan Butler fumbles on the first play of scrimmage HK gets the ball. Handful of plays later, HK's in the end zone. All of a sudden, it's seven nothing, and you're like, "Uh oh, mm. like is this going to be Berlin again?" And uh, no, Butler. You know, HK tries to reverse. They fumble. Who jumps on it? Kaijan Butler. Absolutely. A couple of plays later, Butler's in the end zone. All of a sudden, it's seven six. They didn't get the two, and then um, Bloomfield just got going. Yeah, I mean that. Well, that's kind of like what we thought. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really good story. You know, you fumble on your first, you get the jitters going, and yeah. you, you fumble on your first. But if anyone is not going to have jitters on that Bloomfield team, you would have thought it would be it Butler. Would, He's Butler. The, he was the only starter. He was the only freshman starter on the 2015 team. Let's give him a little credit. Maybe it wasn't jitters. Maybe he just fumbled. You know, oh, he like, might have. He was unbelievable though. That, 150 yards. He was all over. He had nine tackles on yeah. defense. I that, can't say um, enough about how good yeah. a football player he yeah, is. Ah, he's great. Four years. Uh, what a way to cap it off and. Uh, um, what else to say about it? No, he, he was. He it was, was. He was great, and y- y- you thought that was going to happen. And it, for for that's what I was going to say. He, just like the Berlin game, I asked him about that. What what happened? He just goes, eh. yeah. I don't know. Short memory. 
Yeah. Doesn't, you know, and that's good for a running back, a good for a play. If you're going to play football, you know, you got to have a short memory because the next play is the most important play. Absolutely. And so, you played like that. Tremendous um, job by them. You were at Class M, right? Yeah. Well, I got to Class M after the uh, Class L championship. And, you know, I thought it was going to be a relatively – I thought St. Joseph was going to win. I did not see them utterly dominating that game from start to finish. I, I thought that Berlin had enough weapons that they could – you know, uh, contend with them, but St. Joe just too deep, just too strong. They had just as many, if not more, weapons. The receivers played great. They had six interceptions, which is ridiculous. They just took a lot. Of, they just the mismatches were all over the field, and they just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. Now, I don't have a big problem with the score. I don't care about you know. You, it's a championship. They don't yeah. have, they don't have running clock, which is fine. In this nope. case, I was like, oh god, please. <laughs> but um. You know, it's a championship game. It's, it's you got to be able to play at this level, and um, and in this case, they were they were clearly by far the better team there. So I don't care about the, what the score is. That's a championship game. You know what? That's that's it. But yeah. you know, yeah. uh, you know, and I said it at the game afterward. I just like St. Joseph is it's just it's just not a class M program anymore. It's just not a classic. And I don't care what the That's sp- a testament, though, to what it, Joe has been right. able to do there. Well, here's the thing. Everyone's getting now. They're all, oh, God, these guys are getting all upset. Um, you know, no one's taking anything away. I don't take anything away from St. Joe's. No, absolutely not. It is tremendous job. And th- they clearly had one of the best teams in the state. They, you know, we'll, we'll get into the poll in a second. But uh, the job that the coaches have done there, I mean, coaching them up, they, they went through a lot of injuries, and they, they said it afterward. Uh, and they just mixed the match, and they found the pieces to to make another uh, state championship. And you know, you, you can take my tact and say St. Joe, you know, just doesn't belong here. And I, and I really sincerely believe that. And because the reason I believe that because because it, I don't care you're a Catholic school, or, you know, if your 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 business is to get kids to come to you and can get kids, then you're just not. You're not an M or an S school. You're just not. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that's, you, you flash some, ra- I mean, you know, people go on about, well, they recruit them. No, I don't know any of that. You know, I don't know. But all you got to do is just the success that, that Joe has done, has made there is just been tremendous. All he has to do is just kind of walk around with his the, the six, six rings now. Six rings on he his He was telling fingers. me, he, he has them, he was telling me last week that he has them displayed at the house. Yeah. Oh, I don't, <laughs> you know, all you got to do is walk around with the rings on your fingers and yeah. kids are like, I want to play for that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Because look, they get results. Uh, they do a tremendous job. I mean, they don't go, kids don't go there, you know, thinking anything less than I want to be a champion. Yeah. I you mean, know? if you want to play football and you can go to St. Joe's, why wouldn't you? No, not, yeah. Look, not, I, I went to a Catholic school. I understand what that process yeah. is like, especially going to a school with, you know, a bunch of kids from a bunch of different towns. That said, I didn't go for sports reasons. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it was a decision that my family made. And, a, lot you know, of kids, a lot of kids do that. Exactly. And there are a lot of athletes who go to those schools for reasons. Maybe their parents want them to go there or their, or their parents went there or they have family members that went there. It's not everyone's like, oh, it's, it's for football. Right. It's for this. It's right. for that. It's for, no, it's different. Are there kids who go there because they want to play football? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's not the end-all, be-all because this is still a school. It's still a, a Catholic school. They're, they have values in other things and, you know, not just football. Right. Um, but I think everyone agrees that. I just, we would it, like to see St. Joe's play. Well, here, here's here's my take, and there there are actually two ways to look at the same equation. St. Joe 
plays one of the toughest schedules in the state. They might have played the toughest schedule. These toughest schedule, I would. Yeah, they they didn't play Greenwich. All right, whatever. But they did play Darien. They played New Canaan. They played Staples. They played Staples. Staples, who, you know, I, I voted in my top 15 at the end of the year because, first of all, the FCX is ridiculously good. So, that said, you're playing that schedule. You're competing. You're, you shut out New Canaan first before Greenwich did, before yeah. Greenwich made it a thing. <laughs> um, in that sense, who you play during the regular season should be who you're competing with yeah. for state championships. That's just kind of like my thing on it. Um However, you can also also look at that and say, well, listen, St. Joe has to go through that schedule to get to the class M yeah. where these other schools in M there was, don't have to play that type I of schedule. I was talking to David Summers uh, again at the luncheon, and it, I, it was like there was a good shot that you guys would be one and two, but your back's against the wall for yeah. the rest of the season, and then you don't make the playoffs. Yeah. And then, look, there will be people, if St. Joe's didn't make the playoffs, there would be people who would be like, oh, ha, 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 St. Joe's didn't make the playoffs. It's like, yeah, but they actually played right. other teams. So you know when St. Joe comes out of that comes out of the regular season nine and one, they're legit. Oh my God, they're yeah. legit. Oh um, my God, I mean, you I, know we joke about oh, you know we want to see them play hand on Saturday or hand right, play uh, Greenwich and you know, I almost really want them. I with, wanted, with all those guys coming back for St. Joe's, I would love to see them move up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that. Well, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but, no. I mean, I think uh, again, I just. They are an elite program now. I mean, I remember when Joe could not, it was a struggle, and he was just frustrated, and, you know, they would finish 7-3 and three and just lose to Trumbull in the end of the season, and they didn't make it in class double S or whatever the heck it was. And, um, and just to see what this run, which began in 2009, and they barely got in then, um, and they to win the state championship over Montville and and. Every, and this is their third, their third back-to-back. No, St. Joe's. Yeah, told me. He said we've only won championships in twos. Yeah, in twos. So next year they can't. Yeah, they can't, can't win. They so can't don't, win. Don't worry, Class M. It yeah. won't be St. Joe's. But I, I just when I look at the rest of the Class M field, I look at every school in there, and I'm just like, that's not even the same. Lead. So these people are sitting there like, well, Berlin should have stopped them. Right? Berlin's got to get in the weight room. And listen, I think Berlin works out. They they take their football seriously there. They work out. It's just not the same level. No, it's not. You look at Sheehan. Sheehan's a good program. Berlin's a good program. Killingly's a good program. I and mean, some of these are, are even Berlin's a choice school, which is a joke. I mean, you know, I just, it's just not the same level. St. Joe, it's like one of those, these things is not like the other. You look at that and you're like, St. Joe is not like any yeah. of these schools. Well, I mean, and then they're all bugging me. I know. They're all bugging me about like, well, what about Han? Han dominate. Well, you know, Han's a public school. You know, so hand in hand in uh, Maloney, both in the L finals, um, both I mean, public tools, even Windsor. I yeah. mean, those are you know, hand is just a very good team right now, yeah. with a very good talent, very good players. That L game was um, interesting to say the least. Maloney opens up with an onside kick, which gotta try something. Well, that's what Kevin said. He's like, we had to steal possessions from them, you know, and then they throw a touchdown, and then. Six nothing. Real nice play too. Yeah, six nothing. It was almost picked. Six nothing though, and Lundy goes for the onside kick again. Hand recovers it, and then Hand jumps immediately offside on the first. Play. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, no way. Right. This There's is your first no time seeing. Way. Him, yeah, it's my first time seeing Hand, and I'm like, this is no way that this is happening. And Mastriani was livid on the sideline. He was so mad. <laughs> look, I'm gonna talk to. He was mad. He was so calm before the game started. He came five minutes before. Kickoff, I walk down. I'm on the field. I'm talking to Joe uh, uh, Morelli. 
And Dave comes, he's walking, you know, they're walking into the locker room to come back. He comes right up to me and starts talking to me about pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're like seven minutes away from uh, going for a back-to-back title. And he's like, oh, I saw you were at Sally's last night. He was like, eight minutes to eat a whole pizza? And I was like, I was like, yeah, and it's great. He walks away. I'm like, he's going to go play a state yeah. championship. Well, that was <laughs> Ann also. Right Ian Julian Banerjee yeah. told you afterwards, like, look. We had a supreme confidence that we were going yeah. to be able to do this. And I also like what, what he was saying in that, you know, they, they, you know they, they weren't getting the love like Greenwich, even though they had almost just as dominant a season. Again, you look at their schedule. The schedule wasn't as good. You know, that'll change. Um, but uh, he, he said, yeah, well, the difference is this, is that we last year games were close and we played the same teams. They, they, I, Granted, that and that is absolutely true. This year, they were completely dominant from from the jump. We yeah. said that. I mean, there was an eight drive stretch in the. I think I tweeted it out. There was an eight drive stretch in the first half where hand scored on every drive. Yeah, and they, they weren't even drives. I mean, yes, they were technically drives. They ran like two plays. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Here it is. Uh, they had eight drives in the first half. Touchdown, touchdown. They punted. Oh, but they horror. made a they made a great play. Pinned Maloney on the one. Two plays later, there was a safety. Touchdown! Touchdown! My, my boy Cornelio. Punt there. return for a touchdown by Julian. Touchdown! Touchdown! That yeah. was it. That was the scoring. It was fifty-four to six at halftime. I told Sean they McF- scored thirty-four in the first quarter. <laughs> I told Sean McFarlane of the Hartford Current before kickoff because we always like before games he'll be like, "Well, what do you think?" And I looked at him. I said, 53 to six, <laughs> hand final because Maloney doesn't have a kicker." Yeah, and we get to halftime. He looked at me. He goes, "Nailed it!" But then hand hit the extra point to make it fifty-four. Oh, you, you but, see what you did, master? Yeah. You, you ruined Pete's vibe. <laughs> but like they were just—it was straight up domination. I mean, it really was. And I was talking to Phoenix Billings after the game. It didn't even look like he sweat. No, that—that that was just that was their thing all year. Yeah, they were so good. And then you were at the big one. Oh yeah, double L Marinelli Bowl two or six or whatever. Whatever you want to call it, it was. Either way, double L championship on the line. Greenwich was back. New Canaan, number preseason number one, is playing their best football all year. And yeah, and Greenwich just smothered them. <laughs> I was, I'm going to be honest with you. I bought into the hype. I drank the Kool Aid. I was with you. I I thought this would be the best game. When I talked to Rob Adams on Friday, he's like, "Do you think it's going to be close?" Rob and Adams I, from WGCH. Yeah, so Greenwich. And uh, I had just like re-listened to our episode, and I was listening to Scott, and I'm like, "You know what? Yeah, it's going to be close. This is New Canaan. This is going to be an all-time classic double L yeah. game." And I bought into it, and I was excited, and I was jealous that I wasn't right. going to be there. And then I started watching your tweets, and I was like, "You know what? I'm at I'm at a better game." Yeah, <laughs> you were at a better game. That was. The the HK Bloomfield game, yep. uh, it was it was a quick game. It it, it didn't last. It lasted two hours, almost on the nose. Uh, we were in and out of there real quick, and uh, the New Canaan fans they were out of there quicker. Yeah, I heard <laughs> they were. You know the the, the Greenwich packed their state. I thought this this championship last year in the snow had more people. I was pretty positive it did. Um, I think New Canaan fans, New Canaan fans, they showed up, but not like Greenwich. They knew it. They knew this was a coronation, and it turned out to be a coronation. Not only was there a coronation, um, they, I mean, they are the number one team in the, the final New Haven Register Game Time CT Top 10 poll. Just released a little while ago. Um, not only was this a coronation, it, their first number one finish in history, Yep, which 
is tremendous. I, I, it's, it's, that's unbelievable. That's actually shocking to see. Right. It's not only their first, but uh, it's they. Um, they, they, the whole day was just. This is. It was, it was like they're gonna bring the king and queen in and put the crowns on their head and be, that was basically. I mean, yeah, a lot of it had to do with uh, John and his, uh, John Marinelli and his father uh, coaching up against his father. But uh, I think once that game started, once Granite got it, it's once it was fourteen nothing, you were like, uh oh, because you started to see like Mo, Mosey BC and Jack Fida. And Emilio Camus, they were all they were they were already they were stuffing rubbing, them. Yeah, and it was fourteen nothing, and then you knew the game was over when AJ Barber made the play. Yes, and I'm sure you guys have seen the play a thousand times. I know I have, and you know Muir throws him the pass. He doesn't. He's supposed to pretend like he's not paying attention, even though <laughs> he kind of. Uh, sold it a little bit too well, catches it with one hand, and then uncorks an absolute Unbelievable. bomb to Hunter Clark. Unbelievable. For a 27-yard touchdown. I mean, it was everywhere. It was on ESPN. It was on NBC. I, I'm, let me just – can I pump myself up here? Pump it. I nailed that shot. Say it louder for the people in the back. I nailed that shot. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I don't know what it is about Boyle Stadium. I get some of my best stuff there. I'm, it's a lot of its luck. You know, I, I mean, I, ha- I happen to be – they happen to run that play to that side. You know, it's yeah. a lot of its luck. Um, well, I don't know. We but, found out that John is a big fan of this show, so he might have listened and been like, you know what? It's right. set up on the hash marks. Sean Bowley's in the back of the yeah, end zone. Right, right. Like, we'll throw it right his way. I nailed that shot. <laughs> I, you know, and then NBC, NBC's coming. You know, I was just like, right, here it is. No. I was disappointed that ESPN did not show it, though. All right. I see how it is. All right. Well, they'll just steal it whenever they want it. Anyway. Well, whatever. We have it. Well, it, it, I, it was, that play was ridiculous. Little, and, and not only was so this is what I was getting at. Not only was it a coronation for Grant, it was a coming out, coming out party for AJ Barber. Well, he's unbelievable. What do you have? Seven catches for over a hundred yards uh, and three touchdowns. Fifty yards, something like that, and a throwing touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked like I mean, he even his old man was saying, even Tiki Barber was saying, yeah, I never threw a touchdown pass well, in my, honestly, my career. Watch the interview that he did with Sean. He looks just like his father. Oh he my looks goodness. just like Tiki. Uh, so I asked him. It's incredible. I asked. So I asked AJ. I, I said, uh, "How does it feel?" He goes, "Amazing!" And he flashes <laughs> that smile, and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's his dad, <laughs> <laughs> or Ronde, either one." And they, they both look so alike, yeah. You know, uh, and I was like, "Wow, um, gr- really?" I mean, he's so. I mean, like John was saying well, in the post game. Yes, let's let's. Oh, okay, never mind. Real, I, just all real. No, I, he was. All I had to do was do my part, and they they went to me. Um, I don't know what got into them to say we're going to go with it because he, you know, he wasn't a big part of a lot of these games. You know, he was a good sophomore. We knew him. Then he was being brought along. But, you know, to come out like this uh, just for the future, it was like Greenwich is being, you know, they're being crowned the kings of all Connecticut. But here's a glimpse of the future while yeah, we're doing watch it. Watch out. Well, we, uh, <laughs> speaking of John Marinelli, we, we have an interview with John coming up later in the show, a little mm-hmm. tease. Uh, we talk double L championship. We talk, you know, his four years at the helm at Greenwich, culminating in the, in the state title. Uh, we talk the A.J. Barber play. Yeah. Um, we talk jerseys. We talk food. Sean asked him three last questions. <laughs> we also talked about his defense, which was, as Tiki Barber pointed out in his tweet, congratulating the Cardinals. 
was the star of the show. Yes, I mean, I yeah, mean I, we AJ lit up the the highlight reels because yeah. he was the one scoring the points, but the defense was what brought them this title. Yes, and we asked John who he thinks was better, his offense or his defense, but we're going to tease yeah. that for the interview. But we're going to take a quick break right now, and then we're going to come back with the final Game Time CT New Haven Register football poll of the season. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. We are back, and Sean Bowley's got the final top 10 poll of the year. Now, just a quick reminder, we all voted Duquesne number one at the beginning of the year. That was in the preseason poll. This is the final poll of the year voted on by members of the media across the state of Connecticut. Yep. Here, here it is, um, number 10. Coming in at number 10, your Class M runners up, Berlin, 11-2. Uh, coming in at number 9, Fairfield Prep, which got to the semifinals in Class Double O before losing to New Canaan. Really solid season. They hadn't been in the poll all year. And then finally, at the end, because they were bugging us, put us in the poll. I'm like, guys, I, I'm only one voter. So finally, Fairfield Prep gets, gets a little due respect here. A little R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Yeah, we got a little respect here, even though uh, it didn't end the way they wanted it to. So number nine. Number eight is Darianne, which bowed out uh, in the quarterfinals at Newtown. Darianne, still a strong season. They still beat St. Joseph. You got to look at that. Um, finished 9-2. First time they lost back-to-back games since 2007. Um, you know, I'm sure that they're going to have a real motivating offseason now because, you know, they feel like uh, – yeah, they, they just you know, just Maybe didn't have the lighted. season like they wanted to, yep. and, that, and that's fine. Um, and you're coming in at number seven, Shelton, which lost to uh, New Canaan. Got stunned by New Canaan in the first, even though that's not an 8-1 matchup there. Yeah. But Shelton um, finished the regular season 10-0 and again and then out of the playoffs. But they finished number seven in the final poll. Uh, it was still was a pretty decent game against New Canaan. But anyway, number six coming in at number six, the team that knocked out. Darianne and might have done Darianne a favor considering the way Jeep Greenwich was playing. Newtown comes in at number six. They were 11 and one. Only loss was to Greenwich in the semifinals. Coming in at five, uh, I thought was an interesting choice, but coming in at number five is Bloomfield, the Class S champions, 12 and one. Their only loss to, was to Berlin, 37 to nothing midseason. At home. At home. Um, the voters uh, put a lot of stock into the uh, state champions, so they are number five. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're, if you're going to vote, Ber- I don't know, if you're going to vote Berlin, you know, that low, how's, you know, just cause they want a state title. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, coming in at number four, I thought rightly was new Canaan. Yes. Um, number four, uh, 10 and three gets to the state championship. They play out of the toughest conference. Uh, they just had no answers. They're just not as good as Greenwich. You know what? You know what I noticed in this poll is that new Canaan's four mm-hmm. and Darian's eight. So, uh, yeah. Canaan's five. Looking Nailed good, Genius it. Five. Looking Nailed good. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, number three are Class M champions. See where this is going to go now. Uh, number three are Class M champions, St. Joseph. Dominant performance in the Class M uh, 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 playoffs, the whole playoffs, not just the state championship game. They were on display. They were they were great all year. They're easily a top three team, I say. Um, just but, but far behind, I say, the next two. Number two, Hand with four first-place votes. 13-0. It's a dream season for the uh, Tigers. Uh, unfortunately, they also uh, ran into a team with, with which also had a dream season, which would be Greenwich. Number 20, uh, um, excuse me, Greenwich, they had 24 first-place votes. They're 13-0. First time in school history. I cannot stress that enough, which is insane. 
you think of a lot of the great teams they've that they've had, had over seven years. other titles seven other seven championships other they've had Steve Young on their roster they've had uh, Jonathan Myers and those guys and Stafford in in 2007 finished runner they they were I believe see I think they were 12 and one that year lost to Naples the class 3a champion in Florida that year, and uh, people who docked him for it, including myself. Well, it <laughs> so I'm to blame. It does, well, maybe if this, if the people who voted now uh, voted then, they might not have docked. Yeah, uh, I don't I, because I, apparently we don't dock teams for losing games to other teams. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, again. So that is the top ten poll. I thought pretty good to be, for the most part. I don't believe in putting every champion in high in the poll. I just don't believe in it. Um, I look. I I believe the regular season means a lot. You I have think, to look at that. I think I think Kajon Butler might be the best running back in the state. I agree. That said, they lost to Berlin at home, thirty-seven nothing. Yes, they've been playing better. That's fine, but it still happened. You can't ignore right, it yeah. because they won a state championship. It's not like Berlin bowed out in the first round of Class M or didn't make the Class M playoffs. Berlin went to the M finals. Yeah. And lost to St. Joe's by fifty-two points. Yeah, by a lot. So <laughs> Berlin beats Bloomfield by 37 at home. St. Joe's beats Berlin by 52 in the championship. And Berlin's out of the top 10 and Bloomfield's at five? Yeah. Five? Yeah. Some of the some of the state some of the some of the media voters scratch your head. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, listen, I know they want to give they want to reward the team with the class with the state. Reward change. the t- I know you're you're Pete's hot, everybody. No, I, look, look out. I don't I don't mind that Bloomfield's in the top ten. They but should not be. top five. I totally agree with you. I mean, speaking of which, let's go to a, some guys who know a little bit more than what they're talking about. I mean, we're gonna go to the the day of New London's top ten poll, which dropped a few hours before ours, and here here it is. Uh, number ten is Southington. Bloomfield comes in at number nine. Fairfield Prep eight. Darien seven. Shelton six. Newtown five. You can four, St. Joseph three, hand two, and Granite one. Hand got all the first place votes there. The only difference between our poll and the day's coaches poll is that Bloomfield is not five in our in the in the day poll. The coaches voted them nine. I could you could even argue they belong below Southington and and New Britain, which beat Berlin, Berlin who beat right Bloomfield guys, you gotta, thirty-seven you, nothing at home. Guys, you got to do it that way. I you wrote, can't uh, ignore. What's the point of having the poll if everyone's just going to ignore what happened at the beginning of the season? Uh, state champion, Pete. It means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only – people are going to scratch their heads. I mean, <sighs> the thing you got to remember here is this has nothing to do with Bloomfield. No, it has nothing to do with Bloomfield. It has nothing to do with Bloomfield. It was Blo- nice to see them win. I, you know, Kajon Butler is one of my favorite Good, players really, to cover. Yeah. Great guy, Coach. I respect Coach Outlaw. I, I think uh, Outlaw. I think they did an unbelievable season. The way that they turned around after the Berlin game, and and to win, to win out, to go to Ansonia and win a road game at Jarvis Field for the first time in 18 years, and to go to the finals. That's awesome, and I'm so happy for him. It was great to see, and and you know, kudos to them all around. But you cannot ignore what happened. Berlin went to the M finals. Yeah. Berlin also probably doesn't belong there. In my in the top ten, I, no, I don't think they do either. But if Bloomfield's going to be at five, like Br- then Berlin should think, be at what seven? I think. I mean, I think New Britain belongs in there. I, I think. think I think they should. I th- there too. Well, let me let me let me. I'll give you my top ten since we're since we're talking about this. All right, here's my top ten. Number one, I had Greenwich. Number two, I had Hand. Number three, I had Saint uh, 
Ooh, sorry, I have the wrong poll up here. <laughs> well, so far, that's – where is it? Here it is. All right, here's my poll. Number one, Greenwich. Number two, Han. Number three, St. Joseph. Number four, I have New Canaan. Number five, I have Shelton. Number six, I have Newtown. Uh, I might have – yeah, whatever. Anyway, I have Shelton ahead of uh, Newtown. Anyway, so Newtown, I have number six. Number seven, I have Darianne. Number eight, I have Fairfield Prep. Number nine, I have Southington. Number 10, I have New Britain. Um, number 11, I have Berlin. Berlin comes in at number 11 in my poll. 11, uh, let's see, where is the rest? Uh, then I have Bloomfield at number 12. Then I have Ansonia. Staples, who, listen, listen Staples lost three games. Right? Oh, I got I, I got think Staples about that. Staples lost three games. Two were to state champions. Yeah. And the other was to Darien. And they and they hung around in that game too. Um and then my final vote I, I gave it to Maloney for for because. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had a good season they got they there. Did. I thought they were Maloney beat beat Windsor. They beat uh North, I mean they beat North Haven a pretty good North, not North Haven, I'm sorry. They beat the Platt. And they beat Nogatuck. And that, then no, they didn't beat Nogatuck. No, they, they beat, beat Middletown. Middletown. Who became, was getting so many votes, which I, I don't think I ever had Middletown in my top. 10. No, I I did, but uh, I I thought Maloney had a real solid season. Beating Platt the second time kind of sealed it. Two losses are against. Well, they lost to Bristol Central too. But right, um, my my top ten. I again, I had Greenwich one. I had Hand two, St. Joe's three, New Canaan four. I had Newtown five, Prep six. Mm-hmm. Shelton seven. Oh, Pete. I know. Look, Shelton <laughs> beats Prep. Yeah. On a fluke. Fluke. Punt well, a heads up play by a heads up play by Yakovich, but it was kind of a fluke. Anything can kind of happen, and I I put Prep ahead of Shelton because Prep won a game in the double L playoffs. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. They beat Southington and Shelton, though it was a close game against Newcanaan. You said I think you used the word kind of a surprise. I wasn't surprised. Having seen Shelton play all year a couple of times, I, I didn't think... Shelton play? No, I know. I personally didn't think... I thought New Canaan was going to win. I, I, I put I put Shelton ahead of Newtown and ahead of uh, New Canaan. I'm sorry, not New Canaan. Ahead of Fairfield Prep because, number one, they beat Prep. Uh, number two, um, it was a closer game versus New Canaan than Prep's game versus New Canaan. That's why I put them ahead. I thought Shelton, top seed, got a tough... I mean... Newton got a tough draw yeah. too. Yeah, uh, I just you know prep goes to the semifinals. They 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 won a playoff game. Um, so then they shot in seven. Southington eight. Mm-hmm. Darian nine. I just don't think that that Darian offense was no good at all. And that's the fair. way the way that the season kind of laid out. And now that you see that Newtown beat them, you're like, yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, Ten. I have New Britain. I mean, you're you're gonna listen to John uh, Marinelli in. Interview. Let him listen to him the way he talks about preparing for a team like New Britain. Yeah, they were good. Number eleven, I had East Hartford. Now yeah. I've been a fan of East Hartford all year. Do you want to talk about losses? They lost to Southington mm-hmm. and they lost to New Britain. Right. Two teams that went to the state final, uh, state tour. They, they uh, just got tournament. left out. They could have yeah. been. They could have been. They could have been in. Um, Twelve, I have Staples. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen, I have Berlin. Fourteen, I have Maloney, and fifteen, I have. The Class S champions, Bloomfield. There you go. You know that, so now I'm looking at the votes. You were the only guy who voted, gave East Hartford any love. 
Look, they've. I could have put them in. The, I could have, you know. Look, they lost to two really good teams this year. Yeah. I'm shocked they, they have, didn't get more votes. They have arguably one of the top three players this season yeah. on their team. I'm, I'm shocked I didn't get more votes. I'm not. I'm no. not. The, no, but, you know, <laughs> they, they didn't get more votes. And meanwhile, they only got 11 votes from you, all you. Meanwhile, HK's got like 147. Like, Look, HK, great season. Great season. Great but season. No. HK's not beating any team in double L. They're not beating any team in L. Just, a, I'm going to talk to you guys. Meet me at camera one or <laughs> poll voters. <laughs> guys, let, this isn't kindergarten. Let's vote like we mean it. Like, I, enough of the throwing it matters. people. It matters. It's, we're get, it matters, but people, it doesn't matter, but, but it also it, matters. But it does and it doesn't. But people are going to, people freak out every year about the media poll and say the media doesn't know what they're talking about. Right. The because media, they're too busy. Look at them. They look at, they, everybody looks at the New London Days poll with the coach and they go, this is the poll. This one makes sense. Right. Because the coaches, they're not sitting here trying to be like, well, let's just try to be your best I want, yeah, I want to, these guys deserve a vote. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. I don't know why I said it that way, but they don't. No, no. Sorry. It's, you know, this, the, the like, media and that, needs to look in the mirror and be like, did we, I, does this, you're, if yeah. you're playing a tournament with all 10 teams. Hey, listen, all I know is we voted right. Yeah, we did. Um, I thought we voted right. So right. anyway, enough of that. End of enough that. Of that yeah. We're going to, we're going to throw it over. <laughs> we're going to toss it over to our interview with Greenwich head coach, John Marinelli of the number one. Greenwich Cardinals. Joining us right now on the phone, Greenwich head coach John Marinelli. Uh, Greenwich this weekend won the Class Double L title, defeated New Canaan to win the title, and now they are the number one team in the New Haven Register Game Time CT poll for the first time in program history. How's it going, John? How was your weekend? <laughs> I had a great weekend. How, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I don't care about us. I mean, you know, we just, we, we just, yeah, we're just, we're just, we're just happy to be here. But, uh, uh as it, as it, uh, all sunk in yet? You know, not really. Um, you know, Saturday was, it was a blur and, um, you know, yesterday was just kind of, uh, enjoying it. And then, um, uh, you know, today it's like, you know, you got equipment hand in and captain's votings and senior surveys. And so it hasn't quite sunk in yet, but, uh, you know, it, feels good and um you know i know the i know everyone here is excited so you haven't even had a chance like when do you think you'll uh, you'll be able to sit back and be like wow that was actually kind of awesome um hopefully this weekend i think uh you know it's, there's so much to do as a, as a coach too i mean it, it's the season's over and you're so happy for it i'm kind of i'm in that like sad moment where like we didn't have practice today and i kind of wish we did and you know you get in such a routine with practice every day and kids and it's so it's a little weird today but um, I'm sure we'll have time and, uh, you know, with my coaches, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll take some time to really enjoy you know, what a remarkable year it really was for our guys. Yeah, I mean, this definitely was. A lot of people picked you guys at the beginning of the year to, to go back. Well, to wait a second. Nobody year. picked them. We all had New Canaan number one, remember? <laughs> well, yes, we all had New Canaan number one, but we, you know, we everybody talked about how loaded Greenwich was. Sean obviously right. was a big fan of. Not, not big enough a fan, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. I, I actually have to thank you guys for that because it started off the year with New Canaan 1 and we were 2. 
and then it went to St. Joe's being one, and we were two, and then it went from Darien being one, and we were two. So we were just kind of sliding by under the radar for under the radar for Greenwich. Of course, there's, you know, there's a lot of media outlets down here, but we were sliding by at number two for the majority of the year, uh, which was great motivation for our guys. Well, Sean and I, Sean first, and then I, I, I followed uh, like a week or two later. We were pushing the Greenwich right. number one we were, we, we were, right around week four. We were banging the Greenwich drum. Nobody wanted to leave. We had the, 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 we had the genius, what, the genius? The genius five. The genius five after the St. Joe Darien game saying, you know, they were all pumping their chests out. And I, I don't remember when I changed my vote. I think it was the week after. Definitely when you guys beat New Canaan the first time. And I'm like, that team's legit, man. Look at this. They, they crushed them. Um, but when did you get a real sense, John, about how special this group could be? Um, honestly, last offseason. Um, you know, I knew we, we had a, a bunch of guys returning, and, and when you have that, it can go two ways. And, uh, you know, it can go the way that, you know, as you guys saw through the, you know, the whole season. Or, you know, you can get some guys that get complacent and think that talent's going to win games because you had a lot of guys coming back with experience. Our guys worked so hard in the offseason, and, um, you know, they really set uh, an example for the younger kids and, and the, you know, the future classes coming up. And, um, you know, it was the buy-in to the weight room and the off-season stuff that really set us apart where you knew they, were, they developed a bond together that no matter what happened, good or bad. Now, did we expect to go 13-0? and 0? Sure, it was one of our goals. Uh, but, you know, if we faced any adversity, I wasn't worried about this group because of the bond they created with each other and the coaches. And there was nothing that we would be able to overcome. And I think... The last three weeks, really, with with all the you know, non-football things that have happened off the field with with our community, if anything, it showed how strong you know and mature you know these guys are to be able to handle that and still focus on football and um, you know and handle everything the way that they had. I'm really proud of of that. Really, if anything, the last three weeks. You know, this has been when uh, when you took the job over at Greenwich, you were taking over a program that you know maybe kind of got was stale or, or kind of slowed down and, and everyone kind of expected you to revitalize the program and to do it in four years did you have like a certain plan to get it done in a certain period of time like some coaches have five-year plans like were, uh, were you like year four we're winning a state championship um no i you know i have a five-year plan when i, I got here and, and you know that that five-year plan is, is really thought out and it has actually nothing to do with winning championships it has everything to do with uh developing relationships with administrators teachers you know first year was the kids get the kids to buy in second year was parents um you know and and you know so over the course of five years it's developing the relationships with teachers new parents parents you, know, you currently have and you know alumni and you know, that to me is the bigger advocate is when you have people in the building that are working, you know, for you and, and they want kids to be successful and, and they don't, you know, they don't give the kid a bad grade because he's a, he's a football player, or he, you know, or something like that, or, or, or the football players in the hallways are not active, right? Like to me, it was more about developing the, the culture to have great citizens in the hallways and in the community. And if you do that, there's so much support and willingness around the town. Um, that help you support the program and, and in turn you get more kids in the hallways that want to play football and I think that if anything like we have the largest program in the state by far I mean we have so many kids out there playing football and they're learning great lessons and I think to me that's more impressive than anything uh, even the state title and, and I know that you know I'm going to be judged 
judge by wins and losses, and as I should be to, you know, people that, you know, I mean, that, that's how you judge, you know, that's why people get hired and fired, and, and you know, especially at the college and, and NFL level, but um, I think when you build it the right way, um, good things happen, and wins and losses will happen more when you do things the right way, you treat kids the right way, you hold them accountable the right way, um, and ultimately it leads to, you know, success, and I think we've hit success a little bit earlier than, uh, you know, most people probably would have uh, pictured for us, but, you know, even when we went four and five in 2015, I sat in the room and I said, I want to win a state championship this year. And, uh, you know, whether or not we, we believed it to be true or not, I think that's that, those are the goals. And um, in each and every year, next year, we'll, we're, we're going to try to defend our title. And and then so be it. What, uh, John, was the most challenging part of this season? Uh, challenging was probably, you know, the last three weeks, uh, without yeah. question. I mean, we had, um, you know, one of our, one of our senior players fathers passed away and um you know to but the way it happens was you know we, we, we practiced on a monday to play new britain so we're playing them on tuesday and we found out after practice and right before team dinner um and so the most challenging part as a coach in that regard and as a grown-up really is to stop the social media and the the communication that's going to happen in a high school social network. Right. So I didn't really know how to handle that situation. We're at dinner and and I called up the seniors and, um, you know, I had to tell them what what was going on because uh, there was a little bit of panic. And um, I think the way that we handled it then uh, with our senior players to be able to counteract, I think the social networks that be, and then to find out that, you know, one of our own in town, a young, uh, you know, a young uh, youth football player and an athlete in town had brain cancer, uh, a two year battle with brain cancer and passed away. Two days later, not even twenty, you know, not even forty-eight hours later, uh, wow. and so many of our kids were connected to that family and connected to that player and uh, you know that, that that child. So, for us to go through that, that was probably the hardest thing because our kids emotionally were spent. And uh, you know, I think football was almost we we wanted to win just to keep this thing going, and so we had somewhere to to be and almost like an oasis away from from what was going on outside. You guys, you guys played some pretty good teams to win this state championship. I mean, winning the double L title is never easy. How do you prepare for great teams each and every week, and especially with short weeks every time? Obviously, after Thanksgiving, you're playing that Tuesday. Then you're playing Saturday. And all of a sudden, it kind of, you know, the uh, the time to prepare is lessened each time. How do you prepare for all those great teams in such a short amount of time and plan it to basically where you guys dominated each game? <laughs> well, New Britain was really good. New Britain, that running back and quarterback duo, I, I think is the best in the state. They are, they are lethal. And, uh, you know, so getting ready for them, you know, and, and, and Newtown and New Canaan, a short west, it's, okay, first of all, we have to protect ourselves and go in with fresh legs. So we only practice, you know, two times, you know, two and a half times really before each game. And, um, you know, one was a film and, and rest day, and our coaches do such a great job of game planning. And, you know, really all the credits to those guys because we spent a lot of time in hours so we, we tried to keep the kids for less time and, and our coaches spent more time and you try to practice things throughout the year that you can build off of on, on all three phases and and we were able to do that um, we faced three very different teams offensively and defensively um, and so that made it a little bit 
difficult as to what we can run, but you just you just find out what you do successfully and you try to build off of it and have a wrinkle in each phase that you can do, you can do. and um, and our, our coaches pressed all the right buttons. Uh, you know, they, they got our kids prepared and and our kids are so focused. You know, from last year they don't want to lose, so it's easier to to get kids to to study up installs and 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 to really make the most of the time that you have with them on a short week when your kids are motivated to be there and understand what it takes in order to win these games. Right. Um, were you, were you surprised with the way that they, I mean, maybe not surprised is the word, but I'm sure pleasantly surprised, but what did you think of your performance going, leading up? And so you beat New Britain, whether it was 49, 14 or 13, yeah. and then Newtown came and they beat Darianne. You guys beat them 50, nothing. Was that shocking to you <laughs> that just, or just, did you expect that? Um, I don't know. You know, we, we obviously broke down the film and, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. It was definitely, um, I, I don't want to say it's shocking because we've done that a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, no disrespect to, to Newtown and the SWC, but, you know, I think they beat Darien. I think they treated that like their Super Bowl. And, um, you know, and when they got down to us, it was, you know, our kids are just so mentally focused and prepared. There was no shot for them. And mm-hmm. um, it was, and it's not, no disrespect to them, but we, we just, we came out on all cylinders and, uh, you know, the Ben Mason, and I appreciate everybody talking up Ben Mason because he is a phenomenal football player, but the more he was talked up, the less Tyson Camizio was talked up. Right. <laughs> and, and so thank you for everybody because, and that was really the storyline, you know, one, we used a, a Gavin story to get him fired up, and then we used Tyson to get him fired up, and everybody rallied around each other. Yeah. Um, and it, was, it wasn't about them attacking a person. It was about someone, about us being attacked or not being about we just kind of spun in, in the way that we could to our kids and it, and it worked so are you telling us that 50 percent of our page views this year on greenwich or non-greenwich stories are just from you alone probably like try to find uh they, they try to find little tidbits of oh yeah my offensive line coach found a little thing that he spun and i was like how are you gonna spin that he was like don't worry i'll find a way <laughs> all right so this is what we're gonna do this is what we're gonna do next year we're gonna each episode for the podcast, we're just going to say something negative about Greenwich. Yeah. As long as you guys promise to listen to it a thousand times each episode. How about that? Oh, absolutely. I think that would be great. And I think any coach in the state would be happy with if, if you did that about their team, too. Because, you know, it's, it, you have to motivate you know, teenage kids. Yep. You have to find a way to motivate them and help them come out every single day. Give them a purpose to come out every single day. And the little things later in the season, especially... You know, if you can find a new little thing, I think that's healthy, and then I think it's good. Yeah. You, you talk about connecting with the kids, and I think that's something that you did so well as soon as you got to Greenwich. Uh, you know, being a younger coach, how easy was it for you to kind of connect with these high school kids as opposed to maybe some coaches who maybe not outdated but don't really kind of see eye-to-eye with these kids and someone who's, you know, young like you to be able to do that? Was that an easy transition? Um, yes, because I had Lou Marinelli as my teacher. Lou Marinelli <laughs> connects with every kid, and he's an older coach. I think the, there's a. I think everybody wants to jump ship and go younger, and I, and I think that there's a problem with that because I, although I'm young in age, I don't consider myself young from a coach's philosophy or standpoint. I, I have old school values with the new school spin, and I believe in that caring in kids first and foremost, and caring about not only them as football players, but more as students, family, and social life. You get the kids to buy into the belief that you care about them. They will do anything for you. And Lou Marinelli does that. I know Rob Trafone does that. And I know 
you know, so many of these good coaches around the state do that, and that's the reason why they have a good relationship with their kids, and they play for them. So I don't think it's the young thing. I mean, I, maybe it is, and um, obviously I have a younger face, so maybe they feel like they can come talk to me a little bit more about things that they normally wouldn't be able to with, with, a, with an older face, but um, I really think it's the values of a coach that care about their kids in all facets of life that make it easier to uh, develop a relationship and get them to play for you. Okay, John, take me through. All right, so you know you're playing dad. You know you've already played them already. You know you beat them up. Take me through the game planning for the state championship and, and how you guys attack that to maybe – I mean, you threw some, some wrinkles at them early and often. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, what was your – you know, what did you guys want to accomplish going in there? What was your plan? Um, well, we thought that after the last time we played them, they, they played a bunch of coverages and uh, that we kind of, ex- you know, exposed a little bit the first time. So, and we figured, okay, they probably think they've done well against the run against us, so they're not going to change their box picture too much, at least from a number standpoint, but they're definitely going to change the back end. And what could they possibly change? So we went through a bunch of different scenarios and we came up with what we thought they were going to do. And, um, you know, we were right in instances and wrong in others, but it was really the short game stuff, just working in and out, trying to get their, their big guys tired early. And, you know, when we can two platoon and other, you know, I don't, I didn't face a team this year that didn't have uh, 11 and 11 on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do, we have 11 and 11. And that was a huge, huge thing for us and a huge advantage for us, especially later in the year. Um, so we showed through the short passes and those trick plays were based off of the film from the first time we played them. We saw that, you know, if we can get them in a certain look and we were on a certain hash and a certain point in the field, um, we can do it. So we were, for the first trick play, we were just over the 50-yard line. For the second trick play, I think we were on the 25 or, or thereabouts. Yep. Each of them was specific to where we could run it and, and the hash and, and where we could do it with their personnel. And uh, it just seemed to work out. How many times have you watched the A.J. Barber catch? <laughs> uh, uh, I think, uh, think three or four times. I saw it on SportsCenter. I thought it was really cool. Um, I watched your guys' thing when it came out. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's... Uh, it, it, now, if he was doing it the right way, he wouldn't have had to make that. Uh, <laughs> of course. So the coach of me is sitting there, and I'm watching him. I'm like, okay, he's supposed to look lost, but he's not supposed to look that lost. <laughs> if you're on our sideline, you can hear our offensive coordinator go, no, turn around. <laughs> so he turns around. He's like, whoa. You know, so um, it, it, it all worked out well, but it could have been a disaster. <laughs> He, uh, you know, to, to, to have him in that moment do that is, for a sophomore is really special. You know, you know AJ, was he, he came on the scene earlier, the beginning of the season, really put up some crazy numbers. He had a great you know championship game. But you have all these other weapons. Lance yeah. Large had a great postseason for you. Stephen Bennett steps up in the middle of the year. How beneficiary so is that to have when you're like, all right, well, you know, if they're going to take I, out AJ, I'm just going to throw it to Lance. John said, you guys forgot all about Tyson Comizio. And I'm like, yeah, we did. Where, where'd he? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he starts. It well, was ridiculous. I was at the Ludlow game and Tyson was out and he had three different rushing touchdowns from three different running backs. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we have you know, we have guys that stepped up, and it's been that way all year. Tyson missed a couple of weeks. Um, a guy who you guys saw who, who, who missed the rest of the year, Jack Warren, yep. was a, he's, he's a huge player for us. He's going to be a great player for us next year too. He missed uh, you know from uh, after Ludlow on. You know, Lance Large, Stephen Bennett, and Garrett Murphy are, are three other senior wide receivers, and they brought AJ along the entire way. 
the reason why AJ has all the success that he's had, and, and you know, obviously it's, it's a lot of his hard work, but I I'm, I'm honestly believe it's the buy-in from those seniors to bring him along and treat him like he was one of their own. And, and the success that anyone has, and you can see this in all three phases, every, every game it feels like someone else did something great. It yeah. wasn't the same guys every single time. And for our guys to rally around whoever it was, it made the atmosphere better in the locker room. It made the atmosphere better on the field. Were you uh, – so did, for the most part, the plan – I mean, it worked out, right? I mean, uh, did, did, I guess the only thing that was really remaining was whether you guys were going to get that shutout. And I, I, at some point, I, you know, you're, I was like, there's no way they're scoring against these guys, uh, your defense. Uh, just, you know, the job that they did to really put a bow on this with a shutout. Yeah, and I, you know, it, that was the stamp. That was, you know, etching their mark in, in stone. And uh, I think they really just – they pride themselves on that. And I, th- I told you after the game, we, we scored like five times in two minutes. And, you know, when they when we don't score in two minutes, like our offense gets – like they, they would just chirp our offense every <laughs> single day. I mean, and even like Gavin would be like, oh, I didn't get sacked. They're just calling us, you know, because our quarterbacks aren't live. So both – both sides would start making up excuses, and it got like ultra competitive. We're the only time the offense would win, and we did two point plays against each other. And so, you know, I, and I'd be like drawing stuff up in the dirt, and like, right, we're going to try this. And they're like, we're going to run this in a game. I was like, absolutely not, but we're working against their guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it was just really fun competitiveness that uh, you know brought out the best I think and, and the reasons why I think the kids really cared about practice and, and being out there every day you know your your guys offense and you know maybe the media is to blame not not, not us though because we are big time Greenwich defense fans but you know kind of sometimes they, uh, they kind of get lost but you know with Mosey and Emilio on the front you got my boy Jack at linebacker I mean you know what was better the offense or the defense this season defense Absolutely. Um, you know, first of all, the, when they get off the bus, you kind of look at them and you're like, eh, yeah. No, that's right. Mosey, you know, I mean, like, who, who are they? And Mosey's like, you know, look, Mosey is, is very strong and he's strapping, but you're like, D-end? Really? Exactly. Got, you know, Jack, which I thought was one of the funniest things in uh, one of those videos, Mosey made fun of uh, Jack Fee. Like, it doesn't look like much, but, you know, he, <laughs> he's not really that fast. And Jack Fee uh, has, has been... Our, our anchor inside and he's a phenomenal linebacker so instinctive and, and the defense took on his personality and Mosey and Emilio on the edge the, they're so athletic so fast so quick and they and you know everyone looks at their sacks um, what they've done in the run game to help our linebackers make play is and the reason why Jack Fida had the year he had and Larry Kaluka and Evan Weigel, there were three very good linebackers, but Mosey, Emilio, Eddie Ayuteri, Joe Granager, D-line, they spilled everything to the linebackers. They took up blocks, and they had running backs with uh, that you know all of a sudden didn't have a pulling guard to, to lead the way for them, and there's Jack Fida or Larry or Evan sitting in the hole. And The unsung heroes is really the D-line. They, they had an unbelievable year. They're so athletic, um, and you know they're, they're, they're well-coached. And but to me, like yeah, I, I would hate to go against our D-line. Uh, they, they're just they're ferocious in uh, and, and all phases. The screen game the other day, Eddie Ayuteri and Joe Craninger, who are you know two sixty you know plus guys, they're chasing down, putting O'Connell down the line of scrimmage. It's like uh, you're you're trying to develop a screen. I know to not throw it to Mosey or Emilio's side or get them running up the field. And there you have the two inside guys that are chasing it down. Um, you know they just really well complemented each other. And and you know we just had the pieces this year on defense to really make it you know work and connect. What's it mean to you to, to 
Yeah, you know, there's been so many great Greenwich teams, and I know your kids were were at the end of this saying like we're the best. Um, you know, and 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 no other. I mean, I know it's not like a huge deal, but no other Greenwich team in the history of this. I mean, there's been so many great teams. None of them has ever been number one. That's just to me. That's crazy because there's you know they, you could argue that seven teams should have been number one or you know maybe some of the other ones. But to, how about just you? being you know your first state championship and you're presiding over perhaps one of the big great Greenwich teams of all time I mean, what does that how does that feel John uh it's uh it's an incredible feeling but I'll say there there are so many great teams in the history of Greenwich it was mm. surprising um I think we found out last year before uh thank you for that article it didn't really work for us See, that was a positive article about us being able to finish number one and then we lost so uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Greenwich never finished their one. Here's their chance. So oh, they didn't do it. So, um, yeah, it's amazing to me when you think about you know, all the great players and the great teams that have been here and the tradition. Um, you know, but for us to be able to do it, I think it's more of a tribute to all those great teams and, and the people that support us. Because you know what, it would be so easy for those guys who are still in the community to say, you know, we hope you lose or you know, we yeah. we're the best team. Or and it, we didn't hear any of that. They're all like, you guys are the best team. Go win this thing. Go, go be the best. You know, we're so proud of you guys. And and for us and for our kids and coaches to hear that, it was like, wow, this this is this is truly incredible. And, and what a great opportunity it was for our kids. And and they'll go down in history as, as I'm not going to say the best because there's, I think there's been a lot of many. We'll go down in history as one of the best teams in Greenwich history. And uh, I think our kids are just happy to be a part of that tradition and in that conversation. Yeah, I saw the 2007 team at halftime. I think last year, I think it was homecoming, and they all came out in the field when you guys went to the locker room. And they all look pretty good to go. I think you can gather all those guys up together, and think you guys could play a nice little, uh, at least a pickup game. Um, that'd be oh, tremendous. That team was stacked too. That team was Johnny Johnny Myers and Tucker yep. Stafford, and uh, there, there were some really good players on that team. Yeah, the one that went down to Naples and, and lost, which eventually, which is crazy. I mean, I voted Antonio number one that year. But, you know, looking back on it, I'm always kind of like, eh, you know, that Greenwich team was really good. <laughs> I don't know why. But it's just the way it goes. It just depends on who's there. Speaking of which, so you have another hand team. They have a season just like yours. I mean, they dominated from, from the jump. Um, yeah, any chance you guys get that get together, uh, maybe a MetLife or maybe go to the Yale Bowl or something like that? What do you think? You want to practice again, right, John? You want to keep practicing? Here's your shot. <laughs> yeah, we, it was supposed to be private. I don't know who, who well, that we, we practiced with Daniel Hand. We, uh, we do a full program day. Um, so now that the cat's out of the bag, and Dave will probably kill me for saying this, but our, their freshmen came down this year with their JVs and varsity, and it was three programs getting uh, great work in and, and reps in. And, uh, you know, the two teams come together in the beginning, and they came together at the end. They ate lunch together. Um, you know, just two great programs that, that you know, are practicing together in preseason and trying to get ready ready and uh you know dave does such a great job and look what he's done in two years yep um, i'm so he's a good really good friend and uh someone i look up to in the coaching profession i you know I, i'm so happy for him and all that he's accomplished and you know I, who are you going to choose hand or greenwich unfortunately that i don't think there's a single team that you can compare it to and um you know i think they're just as deserving as we are well i'll tell you this i don't think dave's going to be that mad at you because he actually told me that at the end of the game uh, on Saturday, it's in, so you clearly didn't watch my Class M video then, Coach, <laughs> because uh, he he said it at the end about how, you know, you guys had a great season, he was really proud of you guys, and how you guys had, like, you know, practiced before and everything like that. So he he, he, uh, he took the cat out of the bag last uh, over the weekend, so you're good. Oh, good, so I can yell at him now. Right. Yeah, there you go. Well, you have to watch my video first. Yeah, they told <laughs> me they were doing that in... No, not Class M. Yeah, a Class L. Right. 
Was that that was like late August, right, or something like that, John? Yeah, it was uh, well, our first day that we could um, have a scrimmage. Right. Whatever day that was. I think they told they told me about it, or and I didn't go down. I was like, yeah. I don't need to see them. It's, it's a fun day. It's a lot of football players on two fields, and, and you know, we're, they'll probably go to them next year. It's such a Ooh, fun – and it's preseason, too. You want to play good – you know, you want to play teams that have good coaching staff because uh, you know they're going to be well-prepared, and you know you're going to be able to really break down that film after you have it and make your own – adjustments and they've such a great job with all that mm. yeah i think you know my twitter and i think sean's was like blowing up and even our comment section like we need hand versus greenwich on saturday yeah. unfortunately that's what happens I mean, you know yeah. you know even if you, you you overhauled the playoffs maybe had you're still going to be that one team out there that didn't play in the division yeah. you're going to be like oh, i want to see them again you know well, we, we can do this till may well it was like the bcs in college football it's like what about number three then they go to the playoff and now it's like well, what about number five yeah. so i mean there will always be the what ifs um, but John, we have, I just have a couple more questions for you. We're, we're going to do them really quick and, and then we'll let you go. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. How many jerseys does Greenwich have? Uh, four. How many? Four. That's it? That's pretty two good. Two white. Oh, are there any crossover combinations? Um, yeah, well, oh yeah, two, I'm sorry. So two red jerseys, we have red pants, white pants, gray pants, and yellow pants. So we have... A total of four pants and four jerseys. The banana pants, as everyone else uh, yeah, calls they, them. Yeah, they are the best. Um, who pick? Who? Who? I, I, lo- I love them. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of them myself. I'm not gonna lie to you. Here's the thing, John. I every time I see those pants, I always think of the uh, your 2016 loss to your dad. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's because that's, I that's I have those footage, and every time I see those yellow pants, I'm like, oh, those are the pants they wore when they see, lost. See, I lost like that. Canada. I like those kind of pants. I wear orange pants when I go golfing. Wait, I, I have a quick question. Have you spoken to your father yet since then? Yes. Oh, okay, good. Um, he, he showed up to, to where we were on Saturday night, and, like the ultimate class move, and was happy for us. And so, I mean, we, our coaching staff get along. So yeah. Um, and you know, it's he's. You know what? If anything else. Saturday was the definition of how a championship game is supposed to be won and how a championship game is supposed to be lost. There was just um, the amount of respect and class that was being displayed on both sides was, to me, um, you know, the most <laughs> admirable thing about that day. And, and that's a Lou Marinelli coach team, and you know, I would expect nothing less from him. It's just, and for him to show up, it was like, um, it, you know, my coaches were like, this guy's unbelievable. I mean, he, he is. He 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 was contr- he was. Commanding the room at the luncheon on Tuesday, he came in to do an interview with us, and he ends up talking to me, Sean, and Erickson for like a half an hour. Oh, he's great. <laughs> he, yeah, he stayed over. Hey, speaking of which, I know Pete's got a, but I would be remiss because you mentioned them in your post game, John. Just think, talk about your your uh, your your coaching staff. I mean, you, you have Hockter, who you know you had head coaches across the staff. Hockter, you you picked up Cunningham. Who, who coached the defensive line, who was great. You, know, you, you talk, spoke so much about them, how they're, they're some of the greatest group of men that you've ever had the pleasure of uh, being a coach with. You know, just, just, I guess, you know, tell me about them. How many, you know, I always got people that say, well, be careful of hiring former head coaches because, you know, they're, they're uh, controllable maniacs. And I have Brian Hockter and Brucey Cunningham who couldn't, you know, they, they play their role. And Brian does such a great job with the D 
defense, and, and Brucey does an unbelievable job. And for me to have Brucey and Hunter in our coaches' meetings and for them to know how much work goes into it and for them to do their work in front of you – know, I, I have a good number of young coaches. For those guys to see those two do all that work, it's unbelievable. And then to see the kids want to play for them. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. And that's what I mean by it. I have a great group of coaches that buy into the kids, that buy into game planning, that, that love this game, love the sport, love the competition. We love being around each other. Um, and, and to me, having those two guys as former head coaches to, you know, like they'll tell me when it's a bad idea and, and I won't do it. I listen to those guys and I trust those guys and, um, you know, those two, especially as a head coach and a young head coach, still trying to find my way in, in all the ins and outs that come with being a head coach. Uh, you know, having those guys to bounce ideas off of is, is really just a, a tremendous thing. And uh, I hope I'm able to keep both of them. Um, I know that there's a lot of push. I have a lot of young coaches that are, are going to be head coaches one day. And um, But, you know, I think for, every, for all of us to be around, you know, the amount of knowledge that those two have and, and others that I have on staff is really incredible. Yeah, I was happy for Hawk, but I was really happy for Bruce Cunningham. I, I mean, I, I Bruce is one of the nicest guys. I, I covered Such him at Wilton guy. when I was at the Hour for two years, and I got to know Bruce really well. And it was awesome. I was really to see yeah, he, yeah. He, you know, he leaves Wilton and he comes over to Greenwich and just you know, I watch. I actually filmed him doing his job on the sidelines, and he just looked like you know, happy as a clown. Unbelievable at what he does, and he got those kids to play at a different level each and every week. He is unbelievable. He is like, the, the, he is destined to do, uh, fo- you know, to be a football coach. And what he's doing here is nothing short of, you know, incredible. And the way that these kids now look at him and want to play for him yeah. is like, you know, I, I took so much away from being around him around a year. I can't wait to be around him longer uh, because I've already learned so much, and I can't wait to learn more from him. And he really does deserve it. Uh, you know, whatever happened at Wilton happened. I'm obviously the benefactor because yeah. uh, he's here now, and uh, I don't care what happened. I'll, I'll take him. I want to keep him. So, yeah. Yeah, you picked up a good one there, obviously. Go ahead. So the real reason you hired him, though, is because you guys both rocked the backwards hat on the sideline? <laughs> I'm not a backwards hat guy on the sideline anymore. I used to be. Yeah, okay. I got yelled at, so I'm not allowed to wear my hat backwards anymore. And, uh, so I'm a forward hat guy, or I have that little you know, winter hat. Which, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big beanie guy myself. Once you hit 30, John, the backwards hat thing isn't a good look. Yes, I got I got yelled at, so I am no longer a backwards hat guy. Right, I'm not even at practice. So oh, I did. I'm like, wearing my hat backwards right, right I did, now. <laughs> I did notice John had the full body. Uh, you know the the it's really cold outfit, and immediately he yeah. shed that. It was like the jacket came off. Yeah, it was. It was warm. actually really nice on Saturday. But all right, I got everyone bases it off of Thanksgiving, so it was you know it was cold on Thanksgiving and. Um, you know, so we were like going into it. I, I wore that, and I was like, "This is hot. I got to take it off." So too many layers. Well, I made the mistake before Thanksgiving buying all the Under Armour gear, you know, to keep really warm, and I bought the right size pants, but there was a medium in the box instead of an XL. So I've been rocking a medium Under Armour like super duper warm gear. Speaking, it of makes what, me look really. Speaking thin. of which, we got to get. Um, I promise, Mosey, if you want to stay. Your address. We'll get you some Greenwich gear up there. There you go. Oh, I we like uh, <laughs> we I, I promised Mosey when I at your school the other day uh, that if they want to state championship, but get him a yeah. get him some get him some more game. There time is gear. some game time gear being it will be mailed out tomorrow morning. I will have to go to the so, post office. So so when I put that in his locker, he that game time CT. He was he like came up to me. He's like, what, what, what is this? What, what, what's going on? I was like, oh, the, the guys from game time. You see the note they gave to you. Why why are they why are they giving it to me? This is just the greatest hat ever. <laughs> I, he's the best. 
wearing it everywhere. You can't get him to take it off. I think he's wearing it at the game. Oh, man. Oh. favorite hat. Even if you're not, even if you're, I mean, I'm sure you're telling the truth, but even if you're just buttering Pete up here, I'm Pete, all in. Pete's all in on it. He loves it. I swear, and Mosey's the type of kid that appreciates when you give him anything, but the fact that it was like, said, like game, time, game time CT, he, he thinks it's like ESPN. Yeah. Yes, it is ESPN. <laughs> but no, we're, we're going to be sending more gear down uh, to Greenwich because you guys won. We have some t-shirts. I'll yeah, throw a couple Sean, hats Sean in there. forgot to give it to you when he was there. Yes, yes, yeah, Sean did. Um, so I'll have a bunch of, but I have two more quick questions. Um, now that you're a Greenwich guy, how many times do you go to Chicken Joe's during the season? Uh, well, I, I, my coaches go more than I do. I've been there, I go, the guys there are great. So I've been there probably four times this season. It's, it's every time I go to Greenwich, I go there. It's delicious. No free, I, no I, free ads. I base my football game going to on Friday based on where I can get food. You don't say. It's a great place to go. It, it, it's one of the Do best. they have pretzels, though, though, at Greenwich? I don't think so in those cars. Uh, I go to the food trucks right, when I go to Greenwich because they, they never have food trucks anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, well. And then the, the mac and cheese bites are actually, I think, one of the best tremendous. things that Joe's does. Yeah. I like, I like the cones. Uh, more of a, I, get, I get the chicken with the cones. But uh, All right. One last question. Who wins in a one-on-one basketball game, you or your father? Uh, I, I win by height alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Johnny can dunk. Uh, I do. I, I, I do. Yeah. Okay. Back in the day, he was a phenomenal athlete. So if you put us both in our prime, I think it'd be a better fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely me in the, in the basketball department. Who? Uh, my last question is: uh, Can you guys do it all over again? Now it's like, all right, here, get back in the weight room, John. You got to do it again. We had our meeting today with the younger kids. They have a big shadow that they're going to be in, and um, you know, can they? We'll we'll find out. It really depends on the next couple of months and what they're going to do, and how many kids we can get into other sports. And you know, obviously the goals are the same. We want to you know get back to that game. We want to win it again and defend our title. But uh, each year, new pieces, new personalities, new leaders. Um, you know, they, they have to they have to do it. They, you know, we can only as coaches set the plan, and it, it's up to the senior leadership each and every year to follow that plan and, and put the accountability on, on their teammates. And uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I hope to be back in that game. I have the expectation to be back there. But at the end of the day, it's going to be on the new senior leadership that we have coming in. I'm already going to help you out here, John. Next year, preseason number one, hand. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm, hey, do I get a vote? I, I'll vote hand. It's yes. <laughs> easy. Well, I wasn't going to say anything nice because I didn't want, you know, you to, like, think that we jinxed you, so. Yeah. But Sean did that I, enough. I, I love it. I think, I think hands loaded. Coming. They're loaded. <laughs> they, they're loaded, John. You heard it here for, first, folks. John Marinelli says, hand is loaded. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I'll probably get a phone call later tonight. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll vote New Canaan uh, number no, one no, again no, for no. the third year no, in a row. No, no, no. We're voting. We're voting. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt Mastro is going to be like, He's going to call you as soon as he hears this. I guarantee it. Hopefully he listens. All right. All right. <laughs> but, uh, Johnny, thank you so much. I, 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 we took a bunch of your time, but I, we can't tell you how much we, uh, we appreciated getting you on here. Congratulations on an absolutely awesome season. Class Double L champions and the number one team in the game time, New Haven Register Media Poll. So thank you again, Johnny. We really do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And let me just say thank you for making high school football feel like it's ESPN for the kids. They are so excited to, to read things and see all the videos and all the media. Everything you guys do builds up this sport in this state, and we can't thank you enough as coaches, and I know our players love it too. Thanks, John. Thanks, we appreciate John. We really do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, and, and again, tremendous year. 
we uh we got you with hand next year so <laughs> yeah and 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 tell the boys t-shirts are coming hats especially make sure jack gets one of each yeah <laughs> especially for that shout out and enjoy the all season it sounds like you uh you yeah. you know you really need it because i can tell you that we do you need a vacation john yes Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I, plan, I got a plan for a wedding now. So that's, Ooh. That's my, uh, Congratulations. I forgot. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fun. So, so what are you in charge of? Just like the band? <laughs> I'm in charge of making sure that everything we do is uh, what, what, you know, we want. Maybe Good. We want things. So we. Yes. I got the, we got the venue. We got most of the things already done. So uh, I just, uh, we're, we're, we're piecing things together one thing at a time. Last, I have a serious last <laughs> question here. Sorry. One more have you seen her since August, John? And is she happy about that? Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. She's okay. done an unbelievable job. She knows. She comes from a sports family. She understands yep. what it's all about. And I've seen her. We spent time together. And I think the first year was really tough. And second year, third year, now it's the fourth year. We, we've kind of got this thing down to a science. So uh, obviously, you know, marriage and, and what happens after that changes everything. But, yeah. uh, you know, she's, she's awesome. I couldn't ask for a better partner in life. Yeah. She knows what she's getting into. That's well, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Right. Yeah, well, congratulations on on that and good luck with everything johnny we'll uh we'll talk uh, we'll talk soon i'm sure all right john thank you very much i appreciate it guys. thanks john have a good day man you too bye thank you john marinelli for uh joining us today that was a lot of fun that was I awesome mean, anytime you get to talk to john or go down to a greenwich game and and just get to you know talk to him after he's he's one of the best he's yeah. fun he's so smart he he gets it i think he just gets it and you know, when he took over the program a couple of years ago, this is what they expected. Yeah. I mean, when Johnny, when he took over that program, it was like, he's going to bring Greenwich back to relevancy. And three years later, they were in the finals. Four years later, they're champions, and yeah. they're the number one team in the state. That was really, yeah, that was really great. Just the way, I liked how John, you know, had given us his distaste for all the dad stuff. Like, oh, you know, he was... But he actually like embraced it for this. I think he saw the bigger picture and why it was a big deal, yeah. and he kind of like embraced it. Not only that, it was hysterical. At the beginning of the game, he walked he, he walked all the way over to uh, his dad on the other side. I followed him because I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get this. So I get it. They give him a hug, and then Lou turns to the refs and goes, "What's this guy doing on my sideline? <laughs> get this guy out of here! Throw the flag! Throw the flag!" <laughs> and John turned around like because Lou goes, "Hey." And John turns around and like he's like what are you gonna say something to me and then he was starting to bust his chops. Well, uh, Lou, Lou is definitely <laughs> oh, great, a, great overall. I mean, John, listen, John took over and a lot of I think the, the worry at the time was was it gonna be a lot of shenanigans like you know that he kind of developed a rep at, at New Canaan for. But I mean, I gotta say the last four years there, John has been nothing but a pro. Yeah, he nothing is but a pro, and he is like he is basically. He, he dressed it. A lot of people are saying, like, hey, he's going to go to college next. And I think he's, he said to us a couple of days before the championship game that he had no no intention. I'm in Greenwich. I'm a part of this community. This is who I am now. And that was it. Yeah. He was a great interview. I'm really glad we, yeah. we got to Really and, nice You know, job. we kind of put it together last second. And he was really awesome with, with making sure that, that he, he makes some time for us. And yeah. then I think we took a little bit too much time. Yeah. Uh, that was a little bit long of an interview. So we're going to keep I'm really this ending short here. <laughs> yes. I really, I'm really glad we did it. But <laughs> at that moment, at that, we're at that point, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. I mean, just, Sean, final thoughts on the season. Well, I mean, it was – we started off saying, I mean, I think this season was just the coronation season. That's really what it was. We knew who the top teams were. 
I mean, the only thing that was really uh, up for debate was whether Darian was going to make it a four-peat, and I think that was it. And then it was just deciding between them, St. Joe, New Canaan, and Greenwich, who, who was number one. St. Joe took out New Canaan early, then St. Joe was number one, and then, New Can- then Darian took them out, as John was saying. And then Jen- Greenwich is just lying in the weeds here going, all right, all right, nobody's paying attention. We're number two, but nobody's paying attention to us. But soon everybody, like you and me, we start we start catching on. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, that if we really want to be, we really should have saw this coming just based on the fact that they were so close last year. They were so loaded. And John even said it. <laughs> yeah. John, he was, I love how I know that he's a listener. I love show. how. No, yeah, we talk. Sometimes we think we talk into a vacuum, but a lot, yeah. everyone, they he when they start right th- back when they start throwing it back at you, then you know, like, oh man, we made a difference. <laughs> um, any any final words for the listeners? Yeah, well, just just quick on the state champ. Like, everyone was was going. They were a little disappointed about the the blowouts in the state champ. Like I said, it was a coronation season. You're not you're not going to get this often, and I, I just think it's an anomaly more than the rule. I mean, we had a lot of people talking about you know the big debate was whether St. Joe belongs in M, and I say no. And whether we should have levels, should we go to the hockey style, which is on. So then I, I talked to a coach uh, later and he was like, well, I don't want to diminish the rest of the state champions. I don't want there to be one state champion like we have like in basketball now and in hockey. And then the rest are like, hey, these guys, what a, what a great year you had. But yeah, you and win, he also you doesn't. Win, you get, but but if you win a state title, even if it means right, anything, well, you still get voted in the top five. Right. And he also said, um, well, you know, like you. Why would you take away a championship from like Ansonia, or like uh, you know, why would you take away a championship from Han- like these teams deserve to be state champions yeah. as well? And that was I thought that was a good point. My only bug, and I'll wrap this up real. My only bug is like, look, the, the it gets to a point where the, the schools, the real schools of choice, are you know they're just they're just operating at a different level. You know, you can say what they're just operating at a different level, and the, the job that they've done at St. Joe's has been great. Um, I just you look at the rest of the field. And just yeah, I mean, like you said, we have, we have it's Greenwich, Hand, St. Yeah. Joe's, and then it just it was, it was everybody else, I mean, really. Kane and Darian are kind of there in the middle in Newtown this year, yeah. but then it just kind of just you know drastically falls off. And you know, hopefully this is just like a one year thing. But when you look at it, and you look at the coaching, yeah, and you look at John and Joe and Dave and and yeah. Lou and you know and Bobby's done a great job in Newtown. You look at this, those are some great great coaches. You know what I noticed about this champ- these championships? Um, I noticed that, that the, they were all won with a, basically a slinger at quarterback. Yeah. Like, Muir played ridiculously. Uh, you see Billings that, a slinger? Because he's more of a bulldozer. Right, bulldozer. <laughs> but they all had a quarterback, a, guy, a great field general. A very good quarterback. Every right, school. Field general. Um, Muir throwing dimes, as he said. Seeds, you know. baby. Yeah, he, that that throw to Barber. That he that yeah. was a that Him, was a people have called, people were like that was a D one throw right yeah, there. And, and he stole. Billings, obviously, everyone knows he's going to UConn to play baseball. He's a tight end who plays quarterback, but he can throw. Yep. he can run. I mean, I don't want to brag. I did not fall for the for the <laughs> run uh, for the run pass option. I actually stayed with Phoenix the whole because I knew he was going to run it. And he took it the, out. And then an M, you got David, David Summers. Summers. David Summers was lights out. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, 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 were, we were talking about, like, you know, it wasn't a gr- as good a season it was. This was his, this I, championship game, he was ridiculous. I said it before in the, the postseason preview show. I said, you look at the numbers, he might not have had the best season. But he showed it last year, and he showed it again this year. When the games matter the most in the mm-hmm. playoffs, he balls out. Yeah. 
And his receivers did a lot of work for him. Diamantis played well. Uh, Hutchinson played. He came back Jesse from injury. Bike. He played well. Jesse Bike. They all each had like two touchdowns apiece. Yeah. Spreading the love around. A real nice court. Like, like he was just deflecting to all, all these guys who played. Yeah. David Summers played tremendous. Like yeah. he was 17 of 24 for like 360 yeah. yards and six touchdown passes. He's, wow. He's awesome. And then and obviously finally. Bloomfield, in, in Darren Bryden. He's a sophomore. A lot of hype surrounding this yeah. kid for a very long time. He played well. I mean, he again, yep. he's still only a sophomore, but he had a very good season this year. Bloomfield likes to throw the ball. They like to they like to get it moving. They have a very uh, sexy offense. You know, yeah. they, they like to light up the scoreboard, and he's right at the center of it. He made some awesome throws on Saturday to put them back in the game. You know, that, we, we like to talk about Kaijan Butler a lot, mm-hmm. but they can pass the ball. He's got a bunch of different receivers yeah. there. But, he, you know, if you look at the top ten touchdowns, that video that I – that I that I that I put together, he hits Michael Rayford on yeah. this one throw, and I'm like, he's going to overthrow him, and it was legitimately perfect, right in the like, basket, right in the bread basket. It was yeah. an unbelievable throw. I'm excited to see what the next two years have yeah. in store for that kid because I'm he's ex- good. I'm excited to see. Well, let's wrap this up by saying yeah. who do, who's like we tell we talked to Johnny about it. Well, we can't pick Greenwich. <laughs> we well, well, no, your number one team next year. Yeah, Pete. I'm right now. I of course you pick Greenwich. John is John is number one his, team right now. Yes, I think they lose Muir, they lose Fida, they lose all those guys. If John Marinelli walks out the door, then we'll talk. Yeah. but right now he's still there. Right. He's done it. Look, he's been there for four years. He's had three different quarterbacks, correct, yeah. in his time there, and they just keep getting better. Whoever, I, again, I yeah. don't know who it is who's behind Gavin Muir, but whoever he is, I'm sure he's going to be a lot. But if even if he doesn't have a quarterback, he did it with. I forgot who the running back was a couple in the second year. They didn't have a really good throwing quarterback, so they ran the ball really well. Yeah. They have A.J. Barber. That's what I have to they say. Have However, Barber. next year's number one team is going to be a hand. Yeah. Look, like you got Phoenix Billings back. Phoenix, well, I mean, not only him. No, but I'm just saying. It's like we talk about the gunslingers and you need a good quarterback to well, win a championship. That starts it. How about, yeah, Ethan Haberman, the big tight end junior. Ben. Oh, Ben. Ben, ben Haberman. Was no, no, it, oh. Ben, uh, Cor- oh, ben Cornelio. Uh, Cor- Cornelio, he's back, he's a junior. Stud. Colin McCabe's back, he's a junior. Yeah, a lot this of guys team is back. loaded, folks. They are, they yeah. are loaded. But, I, I look, I think John talked about it in the in the interview. They have Pete. the most kids in the program. Don't be a genius five. Don't be genius, genius five, five for this next year. A, this isn't a genius five comment. They have. You're, you're pushing them have, forward already. They have, they have the guys in the program who are ready to step up and play. They do. But you're also... We're, you're not looking at the the bigger picture. Like they lose, they have a lot to prove. Grants next year, this yeah. new this new crop, lot to prove. Well, a lot and, of and as John see. said, they have some foot. Yeah, now they have to. This is a big step for them. Like this this team this year had to live up to the seniors. Had to finish a job for the seniors last year. That's yeah. what Jack Fita said. This next year's team has got to uphold now. Yeah, the tradition. That is starting to bubble up again. Greenwich is going to yeah. be good for, as long and as, like you said, as long as John's there. I think Greenwich is going to be a good football player. And then for a long let's time. you know just talk about other teams and other players who are coming back. New Canaan's got Drew Pine back. Yeah, I mean he's for an absolute year. stud quarterback who played unbelievable down the stretch uh, this year. He's back. Um, who are some? I mean, Berlin's got a bunch of guys. I mean, you know, they have Ke- Kevin Dunn and Alex Halkius are graduating from mm-hmm. Berlin, but Larry St. Pierre is still there. Rubiak's still there. Scarano's still there. I mean, Berlin's going to be a team to mess with in in the CCC next year. Terrence Bogan's back at Sheehan. Yeah. Um, but overall, though, if you look at all the teams, 
there are a lot of gra- like last year we, we there we there were some teams that graduated a lot but we knew that there were a lot of teams I don't really see, other than hand and and St. Joe's has a lot of juniors back. Yeah. That is very true. D-line and their linebackers. Lawson's yeah. graduating, but a lot of them are back. You know, do they have a quarterback? Sheardon's back. Mm-hmm. You know, St. Joe's in hand next Re- year. It'll be really interesting. have a lot of talent it, back. A- another one um, that pops into my head is, or I lost it all of a sudden. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, but it just seems to me that there are not as many. Like, there are a lot. Like, Britain lost their guys. Yeah. Southington, East Hartford. East Hartford. Well, Southington, though, always is in right. the Well, they mix. all, like, you can say that. You can say that about a lot of teams. What does Darian have next year? Yeah. They lose Connor Fay. They lose uh, Herget. They lose Kornakia. Yeah. Um, you know, so that'll be, and then Newtown, they lose Melillo. They lose Mason. Yep. They have Dunn. They have another Dunn ready to is come up. Is there another Develis, too? Uh, no, no more Develises. <laughs> Thank God. I love the Develises. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Them and the Tarantinos. But but there, I think next year is going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, hand right now, it's yours. It's your number one to get, and yours is to lose. Yeah. I think they're going to go up. They're going to get a tougher schedule next year. Al's got some stuff cooking with the CCC and the uh, FCAC. That's so we're going to see some really good matchups next year. Next year is going to be really interesting. Well, I'm really excited. And, I mean, just my final note for this season – um, Sean can you know people came up to him this weekend people came up to me this weekend and told us how much they enjoyed the show and not to get sentimental or anything like that but I could not tell you how much I appreciated that um, yeah. Sean and I sat in this room Special in man. August <laughs> <laughs> they sat, oh, we sat in August in this room didn't know what the heck we were going to do yeah we're just like, oh, maybe we'll do interviews. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do this. And right. it was you know, bumpy. We had some. Bumps. It was bumpy. We had a lot of bumps this this <laughs> year about, you know, how we wanted to do the show. The openings to the show were absolutely awful. We did we did segments. We yeah. we did dress. You know, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle came up with some great ideas. We had Scott on. Uh, Coach Tim King joined us once for an interview. Obviously, we had Johnny this episode, but the fact that people actually listen yeah. and they enjoy it, and you guys tell us about it, it it makes it all that much worth it um i had one mom i don't want to call her out because i don't want to like embarrass her but she came up to me after one of the championships and she's like i subscribed and i wrote a review and i rated you guys five stars because you told me to and i was like oh my god you listened to the entire episode but uh you know we really do appreciate we got a lot of we got a lot of nice thank you notes i mean everyone out there who said thank you listen this is number one this is our job but it's we we love doing our job but we yeah we love our. this is why we're in this yeah and we're in this to as john said you know making it like it's espn for the kid you know what that's I don't. People are like, why don't you go to ESPN? I'm like, I like, I like I, this is better. I like creating my own thing. I like this. This, uh, this is better. But and that's what brings. And then when people, uh, when you see people respond to it negatively, which yeah, we get a lot of, of or positively, it was. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun, and you so, guys make it worthwhile. And it's like a cyclical, cyclical yeah, thing. Yeah. So here. thank you for listening, and we hope that you stay with us come winter. We're going to have boys basketball with Sean hoops. and Joe Morelli. With hoops. With hoops and Morelli. Uh, myself and Scott Erickson are going to do uh, the girls basketball podcast. And myself and Mike Fornabio will be doing the ice hockey one. And Whoop. then in the spring, high and tight's back for baseball. And uh, we're going to be doing a full-time softball one. So we are really excited for the future of what these podcasts will do. 
Uh, we just hope you guys continue to follow along and go on iTunes, subscribe, rate us five stars, give us reviews, especially f- except for the guy who, who wrote that we were like really good and then only gave us four stars. I was yeah. a little disappointed about that. But and we're on Spotify now. So go to Spotify, search Game Time CT. <laughs> Howdy, fellow and, kids. Uh, <laughs> go to Spotify, search Game Time CT, uh, like us or whatever you do on Spotify and listen there. We're trying to do everything possible, make it as easy as possible for people to listen. And uh, just knowing that you guys do really, uh, it means a lot to us. So Yeah, uh, we had a lot guys. of fun this year, Thank guys. you guys so much. And uh, you'll hear from us in the winter, but we might jump on and do some football once sporadically you know if news pops yeah. up maybe some scheduling news or yeah, coaching news we might, we might you know we might we might bring it out for every you know now and then. every now so, and then so you know you, you you will hear from us but you know not at a full time level until next august so yeah. um it'll be here before you know it yeah, Pete for the last time this season I'm Pete I'm Sean Patrick Bowley and we will uh, see you guys out at the basketball course in the hockey rink Thank you.